Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 59. Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, please make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, support the podcast on whatever device platform you are listening on. Thank you for listening again. It's a beautiful Thursday morning. It's getting warmer in New York, so I'm really excited about that. So this week we'll talk about what's in the news, a lot of things in the news this week, business, crypto, all of this, all the rage that everyone wants to discuss and hear my thoughts on. We'll also have the question of the week. Definitely in the roundtable, we'll talk about NFTs, the new wave, uh, and and we'll we'll finish off with that. So um, if you're listening, thank you again. Uh, Make sure to support the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this week's show. What's in the news this week, Team New Street? We have a lot in the news I have that Diddy Last Night song stuck in my head, if anyone knows it. I used to play music at the beginning of the podcast. I kind of want to go back to that, so please let me know if you guys missed that part of the podcast. But let's get on with the market update. This week, there's a lot of volatility uh, in the last couple of weeks, actually. You know, there's there was the FUD, there was the... There was the talk of the dead um, tech stocks and all this and that, which, you know, of course, if you're actually a smart investor, you don't get too worried about day-to-day headlines, but most average people do get worried about day-to-day headlines, and that's okay uh, for them. Uh, but right now, as we sit, stock futures are up. Uh, the, the big thing for this week and the last few weeks is yields in bond so bond yields rising which you have to understand economics understand investing to understand what that means to the stock market uh but generally yields rising sometimes mean stocks lower but not all the case there's historical data that shows you know in a periods of rising yields that stocks actually do rise during those times um so seeing a rotation back into tech stocks um as i knew would happen and and we you know if you're understanding of a long-term investor you knew that fluctuations happen time to time and you have opportunities to buy sometimes at lower valuations when there is a correction. Um, and so we also saw the stimulus package being passed, the House of Representatives passed it. It's now going to President Biden's desk to sign off on the stimulus package, $1.9 trillion flowing into the hands of many people. We'll see actually who gets it, states, governments, hopefully the people that need it. Um, but yeah, that's that's six trillion in total. So the U.S. balance sheet is the debt side is <laughs> heavily increased um, over the past year or two. Uh, but you know, another one point nine trillion being passed, bond yields rising. There's different things in the market at play currently, but you know that's kind of what you see with the market update. Now, if we go to general news, let's take a look back. I think it was this time last year that we were officially announced to be in a pandemic and so let's take a look back at the numbers and the stories of what happened in the past year it's crazy to think that it's been a year of this but if we look back the numbers will tell you that there's 22 million u.s jobs lost from march to april and and unemployment hit a high of 14.7 percent 30 major retailers declared bankruptcy and 100 that over 100,000 small businesses permanently shut down. That's sad news. $5 trillion in stimulus spending from Congress, including the upcoming $1.9 trillion bill. The massive debt of the U.S. government ballooned to $28 trillion. 
which has been financed by the stimuluses. Um, but things are looking up. On the bright side, things are looking up. The economy has gained 12 million jobs since March. Uh, unemployment rate has fallen to 6.2%, and GDP is growing again. GDP is growing again. Gross domestic product for the U.S. is growing again. We have a new stimulus package. Um, and so this is good news. This is all good news about that stimulus package. President Biden is uh, planning to sign it, uh, I think, later this week. Uh, this is a good thing. We have vaccines rolling out. We have people being able to get it. I think it's um, Alaska is the first state to have everyone have the ability to get the vaccine. Uh, so it's being rolled out. This is being rolled out. It seems a lot better and a lot more smooth when the first rollout was happening. Uh, but the bill is historic. It's a, it's a great bill to be passed. The, uh, the trillion, $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan, I think the third installment of the stimulus. So it's being rolled out soon and people will get the aid that they need very, very shortly. And I, I would assume that might be the last package. Maybe there's a small, smaller package to get people through, to bridge people through to summer and, and, and fall. But I think that might be it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Shifting to Twitter and Jack Dorsey, who I think we talked about it last week, Jack Dorsey bought title. Um, so Jack Dorsey owns Twitter, or CEO of Twitter and Square, bought a p- uh, piece of title, the music streaming company that was owned by Jay-Z. And now he's doing some more fun stuff. He's a forward-thinking kind of CEO. He's not your typical CEO, CEO of two companies, forward-thinking, great one of the great entrepreneurial minds. But now he's doing something new that's groundbreaking. He sold his first ever tweet. His first ever tweet was just the words where he said it, a tweet was just setting up my Twitter. He spelled it T-W-T-T-R, I think, or something of that nature. Uh, this is like the very first origins of Twitter many years ago. And now that's being sold as a non-fungible token. And the highest offer is $2.5 million for that first ever tweet. And we'll talk more about NFTs later on in the round table. But it's it's a thing that's growing. It's going to be a balloon. And it's still early. So a lot of people don't know anything about it. But it's it's really interesting space. And now let's jump over to... Stats on travel. A lot of people are the pent-up demand. I've talked about the pent-up demand many times, but there is pent-up demand because if you see the stats, searches for fully vaccinated travel jumped 750% by Google's trends. Uh, CDC guidelines for travel spiked 650% on by Google's trends. People, there's pent-up demand. Everyone wants to do something, go somewhere. There's showing where the different states, Florida's a hotspot, Vegas, uh, Cali. There's different hotspots that people are flying. Uh, but yeah, it's there's pent up demand that's going to be boiling over in summer, fall when people are fully out, um, and you're going to see that very, very clearly in the next coming months. Race to zero, race to zero. What does that mean? The ECG we talked about uh, ECG investing um, last week. So. Recent years, companies have actually pledged to reduce their carbon emissions. So companies are pledging to take care of take better care of the earth, the resources, the world. And Amazon pledged to become carbon neutral by 2040. Microsoft plans to be carbon negative by 2030. These companies want to cut emissions and generally invest in renewable energy like wind, solar, and carbon offsets. Companies are shifting to a way to more take care of the planet. Shopify will be the first customer of Carbon Engineering's Capturing Solution. The Canadian startup will move CO2 on Shopify's behalf. Companies are doing it. I think it tied well into what we talked about last week of looking for companies that align with your vision, align with your goals. Uh, So we're seeing that across the board with companies trying to take better care 
of the planet, take better care of the earth and become greener. Uh, so we're going to see that much, much more. Discord, it's a social media platform. For those who don't know it, it's kind of like Zoom, Slack, Twitch, all in one. I just recently got on it because of this NFT thing. But Discord is interesting. A six-year-old social media platform that hosts everything from your Fortnite marathon to your cousin's third birthday party has now said they tripled revenue from last year by selling subscriptions with exclusive perks. There are 140 million Discord monthly users, which doubled during the pandemic as people trying to get closer, not feel so alone. They're using social media platforms to stay connected and stay within each other. In January, U.S. adults spent more time on Discord than on Twitter, Snapchat, and Reddit. Wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. It was only second to Facebook amongst social networks. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's an interesting stat there. I had no clue. But it's really, they have now a $7 billion valuation. Uh, Discord's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a, I, I, I think it's kind of like Slack. You, you'll see the different areas where people are having discussions. Um, I'm new to it. I just got on it, I think, last week. Uh, but it's quite interesting social media platform. And I think it's it's growing according to these stats. Um, and they don't make any money from ads, um, which is quite interesting. But they sell subscription services, which I think a lot of you know companies will start to do as you move away from you know, you're moving to privacy, people sh not allowing, you know, sharing of their, their information. You're going to see more companies have subscription services. You saw that Instagram has now rolling out a way for influencers to have people pay them during lives. They can tip them and do different things. You're going to move away from, and, and I'm sure Instagram is going to take a cut of that. So you're going to move away from like ads revenue and, and just shift towards some subscription based revenue as you'll probably see in the, in the coming years uh, with different things of that nature. Virgin Galactic Holdings. So it's funny. It's someone on, you know, a lot of people are SPAC crazy. And someone mentioned like all these SPACs are going gangbusters, but they're really actually having trouble. Uh, the people that are blindly following SPACs and blindly following Chamath are actually bashing him on social media <laughs> and bashing, you know, their holdings because SPACs have taken a large tumble. One in particular, Virgin Galactic Holdings tumbled Friday after Chamath. The, the billionaire chairman offloaded. He sold at the top, sold 213 million shares in the company, and the company's just been in a downfall. A lot of these SPACs that people were touting are just in a downfall. They're just buying it because it's a craze. You know, that's again back to the headline investors. They buy it because it's crazy. They have no due diligence or investing in it. They, they don't understand it at all. But they're just buying it because other people bought it or their favorite um, person bought it. And then they then they have tears. It was, you know, angrily said something to him on Twitter, which he responded, stop crying, do your own research. So you're following these guys that you admire. You got to be careful and understand actually what you're doing because uh, they're just out for themselves as well. Everyone is. And you have to look out for yourself as well. Lastly, oh, wow, big news. On, it was kind of big news this week with the interview between Oprah, Harry, Meghan, uh, I don't want to touch more into what they I haven't even watched it, but I was just interested in the numbers. It was a big numbers thing. The licenses fees for CBS. CBS had to pay Oprah $8 million to license and be able to broadcast the interview. And the CBS was seeking 325000 for a 30-second ad spot. That's quite impressive. It's double the normal rate for that time slot. Uh, that's crazy. I, I haven't watched the interview, but I just thought the numbers were quite impressive. Uh, as you're seeing more content, people are obsessed with content. People are obsessed with other people's content, to be honest. Uh, I think Harry and Meghan announced a deal with Netflix last summer. That was $100 million. They had a deal with Spotify, uh, the venture capital. They're just digging into everything, um, and they're making sure that they're staying well 
uh, lucrative with the, with all their different ventures. So that was quite interesting to to hear about. That's the updates we have on news and what's going on this week. We're going to dive into a, a quick overview of NFTs. Not going to dive too much into it. Still new. Um, people still won't understand it, but we'll dive into it a little bit coming up next. Gather around, everyone, Team New Street. Thank you for listening. The podcast keeps growing. We'll keep getting stronger. People that are doing things the right way keep increasing. We're helping so many families out. And this roundtable, we're going to branch out a little bit and talk about something that's still new. Most people aren't going to understand it, and it's okay. It takes years to understand the crypto, blockchain, NFT space. And so, again, that's the place we have to do your own research. And someone like me has been researching this space for many years, heard about it a long time ago. But you're thinking about non-fungible tokens, which is something you're hearing about a lot. I talked about it on CNBC with Gary V a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago. Um, and a lot of these people are diving into this new space. And if you fully don't understand crypto or blockchain, you're going to have to start with that. But when you do, then you understand what non-fungible tokens are. It's a unique digital item that's managed by blockchain owner like with blockchain with blockchain managed ownership examples can be included uh included collectibles game items digital art even ticket events domain names but you're able to see who owns these non-fungible tokens um and what is a non-fungible token they're just normal stuff they're fungible assets that are uh, that are the odd ones out they're normal stuff um and there's things it turns out that the most discussion is about like they don't think that it's, it gets complicated for people because they're like i don't understand you know how this is i could just like screenshot this stuff and i also own it but you, you actually can't because there are you can see the ownership on the blockchain technology for one and fun non-fungible tokens are things that can't be replicated duplicated because there's only one of that that will exist um and so that's one thing to understand about these not NFTs and why they're, you know, have this this value because someone else believes in the value then they want to own that specific item, then they're able to do it. Tradability is important. So you're seeing marketplaces pop up to have people freely trade these tokens. Um, there's all different ones online and, and ability to, for people to trade and buy and sell these tokens um and that's going to be a big thing and, and one thing to understand about the space it's still new so i think one it's very new people still don't understand it. a lot of people won't understand it two it's not for everyone i think these are high risk high reward areas to be a part of if you're not financially set in just your normal you know life maxed out your iras you know savings and you probably shouldn't be dumping, jumping into a space where you like one know nothing about two is high risk high reward area um, and so you really fully need to understand uh, that. And three, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's interesting. I think that we're seeing the decentralization, the move away from middle people. We're seeing a move towards um, different different way of doing things. And so it's going to disrupt a lot of industries. It's still not going to do it right away. You saw the commercialization of crypto take you know, 10, 15 years. You'll see this take 10 years or so, but it's going to be quicker probably because of the more believability and the more ability for people to understand the digital realm. Uh, so that's something to understand as well. But it's interesting. I just wanted to give a high-level overview. I'm not going to dive that too much into it. One, because I think it's something that has so much nuance that it's going to take a whole longer time to speak about it. Um, two, it's a new space. Even I'm still learning as I go. Um, and three, I think it's interesting. If you have more questions, you know, if you work with New Street, I help my clients out with this stuff. Um, 
and um that's that's the only people i help with stuff so only team new street so if you're part of team new street i rock with you if you're not i just don't rock with you i'm sorry but hey next up we're going to talk about question of the week and we got an interesting one Hey everyone, question of the week. And one thing I wanna circle back to, we didn't talk about with this whole crypto space, with the stimulus bills, inflation. You're gonna hear a lot of talk about inflation over the next um, you know, several months, even year probably, um, and what that's doing. So keep your eyes on it, and I'll talk more about it. And obviously for my clients, we have a plan, but you're gonna see a lot more talk about inflation. So that's something to understand. And no, and now let's dive into the question of the week. It's more of a kind of a, just a subject, an item, a topic, but um, we talked about a little bit basically on the Prince Harry, Meghan um, interview, and I just saw a topic that was talking about how they were able to escape, or excuse me, I don't know, escape is the right word, uh, to get out of the royal family, they had to leave, but obviously to do that, you need protection all the time. If you're those people, high, high status people, you need protection, you need security, um, and, and, and unfortunately, in the Princess Diana's crash in Paris in 1997, she didn't have security at that time because she was, I think she was, I don't know the whole history, but correct me if I'm wrong, people out there that may know, she was no longer being protected or had security, no longer had UK security. Um, and that was, you know, uh, probably another reason which led to her untimely, um, unfortunate death uh, at that time in the car crash. But you know, for Harry and Meghan, they were just talking about getting ready to leave. They knew that they had to plan correctly. And I think it was a good, interesting point about planning and finance. So he knew that he was not going to be financed and, and being supported by the royal family money. So what he did was used um, the money his mother left him uh, to fund his escape to Canada. Um, and so I think it's interesting that he was cut off financially from you know his family. He was able to use the funds that he had left from his mother to fund his escape to Canada. I think that brings up an interesting point about, you know, just generally people in your life. Obviously, you're not dealing with that type of people aren't dealing with that type of money um, where they have need security and different things. But in generally, for people on a lower scale, if you're thinking about like big things that you may have to do, always plan ahead, always try to think of like what it's going to cost to do that. People just kind of blindly just think things are going to happen in a lot of cases, but you want to think ahead think what it's going to cost you to do that luckily for them they were able to cut a deal with netflix they were able to cut, cut a deal with spotify so now they're definitely not hurting netflix deal was reportedly 100 million but in generally if you're thinking about um things of that nature you want to make sure you plan ahead and also for for the parents so princess diana who's still in her 30s she made a will and Harry inherited, inherited approximately 7 million british pounds 9.2 million dollars from his mother's estate uh, which is estimated. Um, so, you know, for the parent side of things, and I'm seeing a lot of my clients do the smart thing of set things up for their kids. That's impressive. You have to set up custodial accounts. You need to set up things for your kids and think farther down the line. Just don't think just now. Think further down the line. Allocate your assets correctly to think further down the line. That's a smart way to do things um, and something that I've done for a long time. So that's a great way to think of it. Um, I love it. Uh, team news we keep keep moving next we'll wrap it up with personal thoughts personal updates uh, and we'll wrap it up with that (music) 
Hey, Team Nushi, personal updates, motivational section. Um, hope you guys like that section that we added last year, last week. Personal updates, I think it was a great week to just connecting with and helping great clients. So even I spoke to him on Twitter, I was able to help a client set up his, his first LLC um, and begin the journey to being an entrepreneur and, and start his business. And what we're really doing there is, and we walked him through the whole process. I walked him through the whole process of doing everything. And we're obviously, we're not fully finished yet, but we, we took the first step, which is huge. A lot of people don't take that first step. It's the scariest thing to do. Take the first step in life and anything you want to do. And I encourage people, if you've thought of a dream or you thought about something you wanted to do for a long time, like, man, can I do it? Do I have the, what it takes? Will people support it? Blah, blah. No, no, don't even worry about that. Take the first step. Don't listen to what other people say. I've talked about this before. If I, you know, listen, if I'm sure that people have the same source, if they listen to what other people thought of their plans, of their this or that, of course, they're not going to support. Of course, they're not going to think that you can do it. Uh, so you just got to go ahead and believe in your own confidence, believe in your own at work ethic and what you're trying to do. So I, I really appreciate people that, that take that, uh, that, that first step and I appreciate team Nushi. We're, we're spreading knowledge as much as we can. You know, I love just doing the pockets, spread knowledge. We want to keep building the family of people that want to do things different way. It's never sexy. People think that everything's supposed to be sexy. I mean, what are we here? Uh, people think it's supposed to be sexy, it's supposed to be, no, you know, hard work and things done the right way is never sexy it's never cute it's just getting it done uh and that's what i believe in fully fully 100 percent. but i'm tired i'm talked out folks it's a beautiful day hope you enjoy when is spring coming up in 10 20 days or something hope we're enjoying it i'm trying to get back in shape hitting the peloton like crazy but i can't stop enjoying good food but we're gonna <laughs> but we're gonna keep working out we're gonna keep doing our thing Appreciate everyone out there. Hit me up if you have any questions at all. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will talk next week.